Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. On last week's broadcast, we were looking at putting on the new nature. And in Colossians chapter 3, again, I want to bring this out, and I want to go on further in Colossians chapter 3. In Colossians chapter 3.10, it says, Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Now, we talked about this on the last week's broadcast, and we're going to go a little bit deeper into it. In the message, translate, message translation, it says, Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the Creator. With His label on it, all the old fashions are obsolete. That means the old life that you had, the old life that you lived, is no longer. You are brand new, born again, new creation, your life in God is totally new. Your way of life is going to be a new way. What you thought before is going to change. How you acted, how you thought, how you lived is going to change. Now, it'll change gradually. It doesn't mean that, oh, all of a sudden that, you know, you, you just wake up and your, your personality is different. No, you still have the same personality, but there is a newness of life. And thank God that He gives us a life worth living. He gives us a life of hope. You know, the world today is, the suicide rate is skyrocketing because people don't have hope for tomorrow. They look at this life, they look at what's going on, and they don't have hope for a future. Without hope, you you lose your will to live. Without hope, you lose your passion for life, your passion for uh, anything. Without hope, you don't see a reason to continue. The world needs the hope that we have. And you have been given that. You and I have been given the hope, the precious hope, the hope of the life in God. And by faith, we receive and we take hold of what belongs to us through Jesus Christ. And that's what we have a hope that the world doesn't have. We have a hope that carries us through that when in dark times, whenever things are going uh, a different direction or not going the way that we would like them to go, we know that something or on the other side of this is going to change to our benefit because we have an inside track. We know somebody. You know, a lot of times they used to, there used to be a, uh, a saying to go around, you know, when someone would try to do something to you or they'd, They'd, they'd want you to, they'd be pressuring you to do something. You say, you better know somebody because you better know somebody that's bigger than you. Because if you want me to move or do something, well, we know somebody that's bigger. We are part of the greater, greater, greater uh, thing in this life. And that's the kingdom of God. And that's a life with, with Christ in God that we are living and breathing and have on the inside of us the living Holy Spirit of God on the inside of us. And so that gives us the hope that we can overcome in every situation. And the Apostle Paul in Colossians, when he goes on to, to tell them in, in, uh, in Colossians chapter 3.11, it says, In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters, and He lives in us all. In the message translation, it says words like Jewish and non-Jewish, religious or irreligious, insider and outsider, uncivilized, uncouth, slave and free mean nothing. 
From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. When you come into the kingdom of God, you give your life to God through Christ. When you accept Christ as your Savior, it doesn't matter what title you had before that. You have joined the family. You have become part of the family. You know, the Italians or they would, you know, I'm not really sure. I don't really know people in the mafia, but if you've seen the Godfather or the, the Italian mobsters in the, in the movies where they, you know, they, you're, you're part of the family. Hey, you're a part of the family. You do something to me. You do something to the whole family. And I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. So don't mess with me because if you mess with me, you mess with my whole family. You know, they had, you know, I'm assuming that's true, but, it, you know, in the stories, it is you are part of the family. Whatever happens to you happens to me. Whatever happens to me happens to you. Whatever goes on in the life of God goes on in us. Whatever happens in the kingdom of God is on the inside of us. It goes on with us. We are part of a new family. You're no longer alone. You're no longer doing it by yourself. You no longer have to, to try to, to, uh, get things on your own or work it out on your own or do, or figure it out on your own. You have a connection now. You are part of something bigger than anything else in this world. Glory to God. You are part of the family of God, the kingdom of God, a new creation. So as the apostle Paul was saying, put on this new nature. Now you take upon yourself a different, you take on your, yourself a different attitude, a different person, uh, not necessarily personality, but a persona of who you are, that you step up, you're, you're a confidence that, hey, I am more than just what you see on the outside. I'm more than my past or my failures. I'm more than this because there is something on the inside of me that now gives me a, a step ahead, gives me an ability to rise up when I couldn't do it before on my own. Thank God that he's given us that precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, and he goes on and says in verse 12, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tenderheartedness, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. The message translation says, So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet, strength, discipline. The Passion Translation says, You are always and dearly loved by God, so robe yourself with virtues of God. Since you have been divinely chosen to be holy, be merciful as you endeavor to understand others, and be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. And when, when you hear that or you read that, you might think, Whoa, that's beyond me. Well, you're right, it is. It's beyond you and me. Because in our own nature, in our own self, no, we're not able to handle and, and deal with people in this manner. But now we have the precious Holy Spirit and we have to remember who we are. We have to remember that God lives in me and I am a new creation. And where I didn't have strength before, now I have strength. Where I couldn't deal with people gently, with gentleness or kindness or patience before, now I can. And you know, I've been, I've been saved ever since I was a little boy and I still have to remind myself, 
Hey, sometimes my flesh wants to not be so nice. Sometimes my flesh doesn't want to be kind and patient. Sometimes my flesh gets tired and I just say, you know what? I'm done, but I can't be done. I've got to change my mindset and I've been struggling with this for for a while now. And, And I'm like, Lord, this is not who I am. This is not me. This is the old nature that's just trying to raise its ugly head, trying to resurrect itself, trying to go back to an old way. No, 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 no. And you, you say, well, you were born when you were or, uh, saved since you were seven. What, what kind of uh, life could you have had? Yeah, but the sin nature, it doesn't matter what age you are. The sin nature is still the same. The sin nature is ugly, acts just like the devil. The sin nature looks like the devil. The new nature looks like Christ. The sin nature, it don't matter how long you've been saved or, or how much you've done or what kind of past you had. That sin nature is ugly and no good for nothing. That sin nature is like the devil, its father, the devil. The new nature is like our father, God, Christ in the flesh, the Christ, the express image of our, of the father. The, the attributes that he has and showed and walked out, those are what's on the inside of us. And those are what we have to keep putting on. In verse 13, it says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. That's not very easy on our own. But thank God we are able to do this through Christ by faith. Anyone who offends you, remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So he's saying, remember, you were forgiven. I was forgiven. Even though I was saved when I was seven, I still sinned. I still sinned. You know, just because you give your life to Christ, become a believer, doesn't mean you no longer, you're, you're, you're incapable of sin. You still mess up. You still fail. You still rebel. You, you, you take a wrong turn. You make a bad choice. You still have to repent and, and you still have to change and say, Oh, that's not right. So just because you, you know, some people may have, have lived a harder life than others. We still have to remember that the Lord forgave us, whether it was big or small. It, Jesus paid it all and it took it all because it doesn't matter how much or how little we all fall short. We all fall short of righteousness in our own self. We, we will not make it. And so we have to, every, whether, whether we were the worst sinner or we, whether we, we were born into the church and maybe just did one little thing wrong and lived a good life, we still all fall short. And standing before God, we cannot stand before Him righteous and holy apart from Christ. Doesn't matter how, wor- how bad or how good we are or were. We all have to come to the Father by faith through Jesus Christ. We all need the same righteousness, all needing that new nature that comes from Him. And then in verse 14, Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And then uh, 15, it says, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let me read that in the, in the other translations. In uh, the message, it says, Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and in step with each other. 
None of this is going off doing your own thing and cultivate and cultivate thankfulness. The Passion Translation says, Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the Anointed One, who called you to peace as part of His one body, and always be thankful. Always be thankful. You know, in, in this day and age we live in, sometimes it's hard to remember to be thankful. But having a thankful heart of who we are, where we came from, and where we are going is a must in these last days. We have got to remember to be thankful. When your mind wants to take you to to look at all of the things that are not going right or something's failing or something's not happening or or, or needs that you have, remember to be thankful. Be thankful that God brought you out. Look back in your life. Look back at how many times that the Lord brought you out of a place that looked hopeless. How many times that the Lord made a way where there was no way? How many times that you faced an opposition, you faced some kind of challenge, and yet God showed up, brought you through? How many times were you at the, at the, the edge of something and it looked like you were, you were, there was no, <laughs> you can't go forward, you can't, the enemy's behind you, you can't go back. What do you do? But yet God brought you out. Remember that the Lord is always on your side and always brings us victory. No matter what we face, He is always with us, strengthening us, giving us peace, giving us encouragement. The Lord never fails and He never leaves us. So we have to remember and then we can be thankful that, hey, this, I don't, I don't know what's going on right now on the other side of this, but what I do know is that God and me are on the other side of this. I don't know for sure how all this is going to work out, but I do know it is going to work out. By faith in Jesus, by faith in my Heavenly Father, I will move and go forward and I will overcome. Um, As long as you don't quit, as long as you don't give up, as long as you don't stop, God will never stop. As long as you don't back up, if you don't give up and quit, God is right there with you, walking you through it, and He'll be there if you do quit. He'll be right there when you decide to get back up. But God will never back up from you or leave you. It's us that we give up and try to go a different direction. We give up and try to do it a different way without Him. But He will never leave you or stop helping and working with you. He is always with you and will never, ever stop. In the Verse 16, it says, Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom He gives. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. The message translation says, Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing. Sing your hearts out to God. And then the last one I'm going to read is uh, verse 17. And whatever you do or say, whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. The message translation says, Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever be done in the name of the Master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. And then in the passage translation, Verse 17, let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips 
be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, and bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Because you can look back and recall and remember what Christ did for you and I. What He did for us. How He gave us the gift of eternal life. If you don't have anything else that you can think of to be thankful for, you have an opportunity to be thankful that God, through Jesus Christ, gave you the gift of eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. What an amazing and awesome thing to be thankful for. If you can't think of anything else, think about the price that was paid for you. Think about that someone loved you so much and don't look at it like, oh, he did that for, he didn't do it just for me. Yes, he did. He did it for you personally and individually. He didn't do it for all the good people. He did it for the ones that needed and were longing and were hurting. And he even saw, you say, well, that happened two, over 2,000 years ago. He saw you today. He saw where you are and I am today. And he had us on his mind when he went to the cross. It wasn't just the people of that day, but Christ saw the future. He saw that millions and millions and millions and millions of people would come into the kingdom and be restored back to their heavenly father through the price that he paid. We have so much to be thankful for. God has never failed us and he'll never start now. God is so good and he continues. He's nothing but good. The Bible says that anything that's good comes down from God. It comes down from our Heavenly Father of lights, of light, of perfection, of righteousness. It comes down from Him. Anything good is from God. Anything bad is from the devil. Anything good in your life comes out of the life of God and what He has for you. So remember who you are. Be thankful. Take that new that new life, that new nature that belongs to you. And when you feel like that you're, you've laid the, laid it down or you've taken it off, put it back on. Get up, stand up and keep going. Don't back up. Don't quit and keep pressing in to the Lord God Almighty. He is your answer and he's your source. Take the Bible, get into the word of God, spend time in talking to your father in prayer, worship him, sing a song and let your light begin to shine. Amen. Let me end this in prayer. Father, in the name that's above every name, Father, we worship you. And Lord, we thank you for moving and working in people's lives. Lord, we thank you for helping them to see who they are in you. And Lord, to be strengthened today. Lord, let the words that they heard, the words from from, from your word that you had and in, you inspired by the Holy Spirit for men to write, to remember who they are and where they're going to give us confidence, Lord. Your word gives us confidence for our future. Your word gives us hope for our future, to stay in the fight, to not quit, to not give up. And Lord, we thank you that through the power of your word that we are overcomers more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen.